thank you for checking out today's devotionals. And I also want to thank you for your encouragement to me and to our staff with your letters and cards and uh, just been wonderful to receive that kind of encouragement. Several people have asked about the balloon behind me. That was from Kylie and Tanner, two children in our Center Point ministry that dropped off a bag of gifts, including gifts for my dog and uh, just gifts for Susie and I. When they rang the doorbell, I opened it. There was no one there but the smiley face in the bag. And then they came around the corner and shot me with silly string. Uh, so it was a, a nice little treat uh, in a difficult time. So thank you, all of you. Thank you for your encouragement during this time. Well, you heard that we're opening church June 21st, which means then that the pastors will be stopping their devotions, uh, their daily devotions. So on June 20th, that will be our last devotions. We are looking at an alternative, uh, but our pastors will be stopping at that point. My devotions with you have been through the book of Daniel. We just finished chapter 6, and now we're moving into chapter 7, which marks a significant change in the book. With these words, the next six chapters are very different. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream, and visions passed through his mind as he was lying in bed. He wrote down the substance of his dream. With that verse and with those words, we move from a historical narrative to an apocalyptic visions. And at this point, I want to depart from a devotional look at what happens from here on and take a more didactic, more of a Bible study look for a moment. Interpreting Daniel's visions is fraught with difficulty. Many, many people have tried, and it is just a difficult task. Interesting enough, in the Hebrew Bible, Daniel is not listed among the prophets for a number of reasons. One, Daniel did not call himself a prophet. Uh, second, prophets spoke the word of God. They would often say, thus saith the Lord, or uh, the Lord said to me to say to you, sort of. Uh, Daniel doesn't do that. He has only dreams and visions. Jesus called Daniel a prophet, however, so that pretty well settles it for us. Uh, Daniel uses imagery and symbols that make it difficult for us to understand. Is he describing things then, or is he describing things soon to happen, or is he describing things centuries ahead? Uh, for instance, he talks about locusts. Is it just an insect? Is it an invading army? Or is it how Daniel describes something he'd never in his life seen before? How would you describe a modern tank or a helicopter or a modern aircraft? Some of the images are aimed at the Babylonians and the Persians. They knew it. Those symbols that he used were familiar to them, but they've been lost to us. Practically every generation has tried to fit their time into Daniel's visions. In fact, someone uh, noted that in the last hundred years, there have been at least 250 predictions as to the date of Jesus' return. So interpreting Daniel's visions is incredibly difficult. 
I am not going to be doing that. What I am going to be doing in these next chapters is looking at things that stand out to me, that uh, that we can clearly see what Daniel is speaking to. And so now I want to return to a devotional look at chapter 7. And what stands out to me is verses 13 through 14, for Daniel sees Jesus. Chapter 7 begins with a rather frightening scene. There are beasts that battle and devour. In fact, Daniel describes these beasts as terrifying and frightening and very powerful. Now, they are defeated. And then in verse 13, Daniel saw this. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. Now, let me just pause here. The Son of Man is a term that Jesus frequently used for himself. However, throughout the scriptures, it may at times refer to a human being. So the question is, is this a human being? Is this an angelic uh, individual? But Daniel goes on to say this. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. With those words, clearly this is not a human being. Clearly this is not an angel. This is someone of divine nature. This is Jesus. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. Those are attributes of God. All nations and people of every language worshipped him. The scriptures tells us that um, at the name of Jesus, there'll come a time when all knees will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. His dominion is an everlasting one that will not pass away. His kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. The kingdom of Jesus and the kingdom he brings is one of everlasting. So what struck me here is that in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of a frightening vision that Daniel had of warring and um, uh, turmoil and this uh, fear, in the midst of this we find Jesus. Soldiers and Marines are taught to run to the sound of battle. First responders are taught to go where there's need, regardless if there's a hurt, they run to help. Jesus is our warrior. Jesus is our, the ultimate first responder. He's with us in the turmoil and the pain and the struggle. And there is much of that in our world. Not only are we fighting COVID-19, but we've all seen the horrible videos of abuse by the Minneapolis police that's led to protests and riots throughout U.S. cities. I know many, many pastors have commented on it. Many politicians have as well. But I have to say what resonated with me the most is what several sports figures have shared. Um, a white sports figure uh, posted words that uh, just really resonated with me. He said, we will never understand what it's like to walk through the world as a black person, but we can see it's not equal. We can't even fathom what the black community has to endure on a daily basis. Another Christian NFL athlete said, race is an issue of sin, not skin. We long for the day that Jesus will reign supreme will sin will be stopped and justice will be stopped, pain will be stopped. 
But even now he fights for us. He is with us. He responds to our hurts and our pains. He stands in the midst of us and he grieves with us. He grieves over the sin of this world, grieves over what could have been and should have been in this world, but was destroyed by sin. He cries out with us, waiting for the call to end it all. And we do pray that he would come quickly. And so with that, would you pray with me? Lord God, we do pray for peace to reign through this world and in this world. We pray for um, you to reign over injustice, to reign over uh, the hurt and the pain of life that we see so often. Lord, we pray that you would bring your kingdom and we pray you would return quickly. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Maranatha, we pray. In Jesus' name and all of God's people said, amen, all by myself.